just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. Great to have you watching today. We're going to talk about something that is core to our Christian belief, and that is evangelization, which is different from what you might think if you're not familiar with the idea. Uh, It's telling people the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. It's not coercion. It's not forcing. It's not threatening. It's none of those things. It's giving people the information they need to exercise their free will in the hopes that they will receive Christ into their lives. And so there's an organization called Reaching Souls International that has been doing this for many years. And I have the uh, president of Reaching Souls International with me. His name is Dustin Manus. And we're going to talk about evangelism. What's going on around the world? What's he seeing? What's working? What's changing? Maybe what what doesn't work? Uh, so if you're uh, a Christian, I think you'll find this very interesting. And if you're not, we invite you to be a part of the conversation as well. Uh, just if you're just curious about what, what are these guys all about, well, you'll get a little bit today. So appreciate you being here. Chat is open if you're watching this live. Dustin, welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So give us a little bit of background for people that aren't familiar with Reaching Souls International kind of what you guys do, you know, sort of the, the, the two-minute kind of summary of, of what, what you guys are. Sure, glad to. And um, thank you. Thank you for the question. <laughs> uh, re- we're, what we're about is really wrapped up in our name. We've tried to make that uh, pretty easy, but it also keeps us focused. Okay, so uh, Reaching Souls International. So the, the reason the whole ministry exists is to reach the maximum number of people that we can in the shortest amount of time, and in the most efficient way. And so we're operating that this could be the year that the Lord comes back. Okay. So, uh, sorry, I was getting a a notice here on my, on my clock. Mm -hmm. So this could be the year the Lord comes back. So we operate with this urgency all the time on how do we reach as many people as we can with the good news for as long as we can. So we're real serious about it. It undergirds everything that we do. And, uh, our strategy, which I'm sure we'll go long on strategy mm-hmm, today, mm-hmm. Uh, is a nationals reaching nationals model. And so we, we believe in reaching a country from the inside out. And so we're looking for evangelists in a country that are already doing what they can to reach their own people for Christ. Yeah. But with a little help, a little support, a little training, they could see a lift and yeah. they could reach even more. They could be yeah. more effective in it or they could spend more time doing it they don't have language barriers cultural barriers they don't need to go to language school they don't need a passport they know where all the dirt roads are they know who they lead to all of that stuff okay so that's that's the nutshell i I did not know that about you guys but i love that because i that is so smart because we we do the same thing with our mission outreaches uh in that you know like i mentioned before we started i was just in burundi a couple weeks ago and we have a pastor we have brought him in uh, who has a heart for people, and he's a pastor, right? But now he's also the, the point man for uh, the drilling of the water wells. So when we go into a village and we drill water wells, they've got a local pastor speaking their language uh, and someone that will come back 
and disciple them. And it just, it, have, have you guys always done the nationals reading, um, nationals reaching nationals method or has that developed over time? Because I think it's really smart. That has been our method since, since the ministry started. But let, let me, let me back up and say that this ministry was, was birthed as an answer to prayer uh, from our founder, a man named Jimmy Hodges, and Jimmy's in, he's been walking the heavenly land since mm-hmm. 2013, mm-hmm. but but Jimmy was an evangelist in the United States and prayed for many, many years that the Lord would reveal to him, these are his words, the most fruitful ministry format for souls. Mm-hmm. And in, in 1972, another evangelist invited him on a mission trip to Uganda and they were doing mass evangelism. You know how they did it back then, oh, right? Yeah. And so you're still going where the people are, but you're building a stage and drawing a big crowd. And, and they saw thousands of people accept Christ as Lord and Savior, but no real plan to do follow-up. They did that for a number of years. Jimmy's heart would always be heavy when he got on the plane, coming back, knowing you had a bunch of new believers uh, that weren't going to be followed up on. And so the strategy of nationals reaching nationals developed out of a discipleship strategy in following up on those new believers mm-hmm. that were coming to Christ from foreign missionaries, foreign evangelists. And so after training pastors and evangelists for about 10 years uh, to go reach their own people for Christ, we started supporting national evangelists on a monthly basis that could put the shovel down and go be a, you know, pick the Bible up full time and, and, and go be a full time evangelist. And so yeah. uh, today, uh, we support 2,377 wow. of them as as we speak. They're out doing the work uh, on the daily. How, how many countries does that represent? 14. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. and, um, that, that's interesting. That means where you are working, you're working in, in intensely. Can, can, can you tell us some of the countries? Yeah, all through East Africa. So countries you're going to be very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the East African countries, uh, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi. We dropped down into Malawi, Zambia, uh, Zimbabwe, Mozambique. Hmm. Um, not not really in West Africa. We've been in Cuba for a dozen years. Hmm. Um, India, some of the Southeast uh, Asia countries that that I won't mention, but we have that we have a presence there. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, fourteen countries. How you in Ethiopia? I had an unplanned stop in Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, you know, part of. I'd love to go to Ethiopia yeah. again. I've, I've been there, but it's it's been quite a few years. I went there on an exploratory trip to see if they were a fit for us. Uh-huh. And at that time, they were not a fit for us. Yeah. Uh, but I've always had a heart for Ethiopia. I hope the Lord opens that that door for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I something about it. Um, like I said, I was I was rerouted and, and spent six hours at the airport. The airport in Addis Ababa, you look down on the city, so I watched everybody getting up, going to work, and. I mean, barely got the culture, just barely read about the history. But yeah, there's something. I, I, my heart was pulled towards Ethiopia too, and I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, not not a bit. But so that's interesting. We'll, there's we'll, that there's that there's that biblical connection, you know, and 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 there's there's so many people. It's one of the largest populations in Africa mm-hmm. for sure. And mm-hmm. so, uh, the the gospel's been there for a long time, but. Uh, you have a large Muslim population, yeah. large, you know, Orthodox, you know, population. The evangel- evangelical population is not that large, uh, but we'll we'll see. Love love to go back and and uh, uh, support some missionaries in Ethiopia for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be very interesting. Okay, um, 
Uh, so you're, you're talking about something uh, a second ago that um, I was, I've, I've heard my whole life because my dad in the 70s, late 60s into the 70s and a little bit in the 80s did these big evangelism things here in the States. And he had the same problem. It was the follow-up. Uh, he would go in, people would come forward, they would profess their faith in Christ, and then he'd leave town. And I do believe that there is a role for the big event. Uh, the you know Jesus, man, when he would speak, he had crowds of thousands. So I'm not, not down on that. But I, I don't think it's an either-or. I think it's a both-and. You can do the big event that gets a lot of attention, brings a lot of people in, bring somebody from the outside in that because sometimes we'll listen to outsiders better better than we will, you know, our own family. But you have to have the ground game, you know. Um, and and that, I think that that uh, your your founders' wisdom there um, was spot on. How how's that going? What have, to explore that a little bit about the ongoing discipleship because i mean like i said you've got a, you're a lot of people in a relatively few number of countries so you guys are obviously doing this on a very intense level what does it look like the the mass evangelism we still do some of that but but the majority of the decisions to trust in christ are coming from one-on-one -on -one evangelism or maybe one to five to ten you know small groups mm -hmm. okay so um that that is what we've been saying so most all of our national missionaries are provided with some tools uh, for evangelism. One of them is a portable sound system that's solar powered. Hmm. Uh, we also provide a bicycle where it makes sense, mm -hmm. but, but most of them have a bicycle so they can, you know, they can get from village to village. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the sound system makes their voice strong in, in, in a village. It's not going to do a lot of good if you're in Nairobi or some large, you know, metropolitan right. city and, you know, everybody has a loudspeaker. It's hard to draw a crowd. Uh, but in the rural areas, as you know, you can still draw a crowd mm -hmm. with, with a sound system or even preaching on the, the corner. If you have your church choir, they can sing a couple of songs and the people start to come. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we were talking about Burundi just a few minutes ago before we went on air. Burundi and Rwanda have about 1200 people per square mile in Oklahoma. We'd have 54 people per square mile you know? <laughs> in Burundi and Rwanda. It's easy to draw a crowd, right? I mean, yeah. it's so densely populated and yeah. all that. And so it's, it's, uh, uh, it's easy to find people is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, here you, you just got cars up and down the highway. Everyone's in their houses <laughs> or in their right. buildings. And, right. you know, so there you go outside and there they are. Um, but when, when we, when we train pastors and evangelists now, in the classroom in their own country and then we go out to the field we'll do a combination of preaching on the back of a pickup truck mm -hmm. just a four by eight piece of plywood on the truck with the loudspeakers and all that typical you know outdoor evangelism strategy mm -hmm. combined with with several hours and days of one-on-one -on -one evangelism out in the street mm. 80 mm. to 90 percent of the salvation decisions are made through the one-on-one -on -one wow. evangelism. Wow. And so we still do the other primarily just to, to teach how to give a, a, a clear gospel presentation and not add anything else to it. So <laughs> just the simple gospel and, and to model that. 
Um, and certainly we model that out in, in the field also, but that's where most of the decisions are coming from is, is the one-on-one. So when you go into these areas and you're doing that, because I mean, that's, I dare say that the average person who calls himself a Christian in the United States wouldn't be equipped to do that on the streets. Um, how, how, how long does it take someone to get comfortable, uh, in a one-on-one situation, especially? Gosh, that's a, that is a great question. <laughs> I, I think, I think for most of us, we will sit around in our uncomfortableness from the time we become a believer until the time that we go to heaven yeah. and really do very little with it when it comes to evangelism. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know that probably sounds a little offensive, but it's, I, it's true. Uh, yeah, I just think that it, as believers, many of us are, are more in love with the idea of reaching the loss for Christ than we are with actually reaching the loss for Christ. We, we know we ought to be doing it. We, we know we're told to do it. You know, we talk about it a lot, but we take very little action to actually do that. And, and so um, I, I think we come up with lots of excuses. I certainly did for years. I don't know enough. You know, I need to know all the apologetics. Mm-hmm. What if I'm asked this question and that question and all that stuff? And apologetics has its has its place. Uh, but as you and I know, the, very seldom is someone led to Christ through apologetics or answering every single question. And certainly the Lord can do that. Um, But I think you start with knowing what does it take for a person to have a relationship with Christ and secure their place in heaven. That's not very complicated. You know, what, what is this, what is the simple gospel? And, you know, I love the simplicity of the blind guy that was healed and all the Pharisees then came and asked him all the questions. And he's like, man, I don't know. I just know I was blind, but now I see. And there's a simplicity <laughs> in that testimony, right? Yes, and I think even if you don't have all the answers and you, it's okay to say, I don't know. Because if you have that core experience where you can go, I, you know, I don't know that. I know I was blind. Now I see, you know, I, I don't know that. I know that I was, my life was a wreck and now I have peace. You know, I mean, it has to be yes, real. Yes, right. People will see through the anything that's phony. But if you have a real encounter with God, that's kind of, that's all you really need. And if there's more, he can bring that too. And train, I'm all for training. I love apologetics and all that kind of stuff. I'm not down on it. But there, there really is a simplicity. Where do you, what do you tell people when they're like, yeah, okay, I I don't know how to do this, but I want to do this. What's Is, is there a sort of a, a, something to get them out of the starting block? Yes. And, and <laughs> I, I like, I like what you said about the, the personal testimony part. Mm. I mean, that, that, that I go to that immediately. Mm. Um, no one can argue with your personal testimony and yeah. it's as simple as, and this has been said over and over again, right? What, what, what your life was like before you encountered Christ, you know, what, what happened and, and what has it been like since then? That that's pretty simple. Um, but I think that, that there's a lot of methods in sharing the gospel. Certainly the one people are so familiar with, you know, Bill Bright's four spiritual laws. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, there, there, there's a lot of those, the, the Romans road, whatever it is. Uh, but it has to end with a person by faith, trusting in what Jesus did on the cross for them mm-hmm. and trusting in him to be their Lord and savior. And, and, and that's as, that's as simple as it gets. Um, but I, I think if 
if as a believer, if you could simple it down in, in, in its most simple form, if, if someone were to come up and ask you, what must I do to be saved? Yeah. I think all of us can be prepared to answer that in, in, in a simple way. We don't have to know everything else. Just like you said, it's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know. How old is the earth? When is Christ coming back? <laughs> right, when are the, right, you know, right. what, what if you were a Christian, then you became an ax murderer, you know, all the stuff that, you know, <laughs> since we were kids almost. Right. right. Uh, but know what God's done for you. Know what to say. If someone, if someone says, uh, what must I do to, to be saved? What's your answer? You know, it's all about belief. Yeah. What, right? What's your answer so, to that question? Yeah. It, it, in its, in its simplest form is, is believe, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can, you can explain that for, for 30 minutes, okay? but trusting in what the Lord Jesus Christ did for you again on the, on the cross mm-hmm. and believing in him as Lord and savior of your life. And, everything's wrapped up in that. You can, you can go on for 30 minutes about what does it mean to make him the Lord of your life? Mm-hmm. But at, in the moment, it's belief, belief in the present tense of who he is as Lord and savior. That's it. See, that's, that's not hard. You, you make it sound. <laughs> right. And you know, I think that's, that's part of the problem. It is so simple and we want to complicate it. Uh, and that's just not helpful. All right. I'm going to ask you the tough question about hell in a second but before i do that i want to show up your website this is reachingsouls.org and you can learn more about the organization there's some resources uh testimonies things you can do to take action if you want to help reach people with the gospel a great place you know any i I love um organizations that are doing uh, a lot of what we do i mean we I hope we reach souls at Life Outreach International. I know we certainly save a lot of lives and we preach the gospel wherever we go. We're all part of one big kingdom team here. And so I love being able to put the spotlight on uh, on people like Dustin and what they're doing because it's wherever God calls you to to serve, you know, to support, do it do it let's support the kingdom all on the same page here's the tough question about hell dustin um is there a place and if so how should we handle it to scare people about the reality of hell if they reject christ okay i i think you're not giving a a complete presentation of the gospel because you're not giving a complete presentation of the stakes what is at stake if if you do not mention heaven or hell mm. and your eternal destiny? Because that's the truth. Mm. Hell is a real place, just like heaven is a real place. And we don't know everything about it, but we know that it's eternal separation from God. Yeah, We know you do not want to be there. And I totally believe in, in expressing that. And I believe you're, you're not giving a complete gospel if, if you don't share it. So we're at our ministry, we measure the results. And so you look at our website and you're going to see last year, you know, 10,660,000 decisions to follow Christ. And we planted 6,702 churches. Hmm. Okay. We've measured those things. 
That's not bragging on the ministry. God did those things. Sure. Okay? That's bragging on God. The, the reason I'm telling you that is because we measure those things because they matter, because the stakes, because we're not playing just for fun. You ever play a game with someone just for, they don't want to keep score. They want to play just for fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're not playing just for fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're real serious about it. We're measuring that. We know Satan isn't playing for fun. He's trying to get as many people into hell as possible. So he, he hates what we're doing. I guarantee you he's measuring, mm -hmm. you know, so every, every soul that he loses, he knows. Okay. So we're counting each of them because each of them has value and we're giving the Lord the glory for it. So when you, I mean, I'm sure maybe you guys, I don't know if you guys get this in Oklahoma city, you probably do, but I've gone down to a hockey game. I'm a hockey fan. So I've gone to Dallas and, and there's a group of people literally with the, you know, repent. I agree with the sign, but screaming at people that, you know, they're going to hell that they're going, you know, that kind of thing. And I just cringed. I just, I don't, you know, is it God's kindness that leads us to repentance? But yet at the same time, I recognize Jesus talked about hell. So there is a place for it. What do you, how do you balance that? Because I hear you saying it wouldn't be complete to ignore it. But on the other side, if, if that's all we preach, I think that's incomplete too. I'm just curious. This is a little off track, but I, I guess no, I mean, I, conversation. I, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you, you could talk to 10 different people and you're going to get 10 different, you know, uh, what, what led them to a relationship with Christ, mm -hmm. you know, was it the fear of hell? Was it gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, and Thanksgiving for what he did for them or, yeah. you know, something miraculous that, mm -hmm. that he did. We're seeing that more and more, especially in, in, in the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, God uses what he uses. Um, but I, I think that, if if there's a balance there, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know that there is because he because he uses all of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't I don't lead with that because I think that leaves out the 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 love part of who he is. Yeah. I, I think you need both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no doubt. And, you know, I think most of all, you need the leading of the Holy Spirit wherever you're at. Uh, well, you, you definitely need it. The, the, the most known verse in the world is John 316. Right. Yeah. yeah. It contains both. Right. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? Right. If you don't believe in him, what's going to happen? You're yeah. going to perish. What is perishing? That's eternal separation away, you know, outside of fellowship with God. And yeah. so it contains both. Yeah. And I like the next verse. God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world. It's your sins that will condemn you. You know, God wanted you wants you to be saved that's what he says yeah. so yeah absolutely he does yeah it, so the gospel's not that hard i don't know why we don't do more of this <laughs> you know i appreciate what you're doing i have a question for you is there anything yes. that's changed in evangelism during you know what are the, your tenure or the time that you've kind of been in this maybe some things that just don't work or maybe some things that used to work but don't work so well i'm just curious what you're seeing in in the arc because i think the message is the same but the methods do change with the times yeah um yeah that's that's a good question you know the, what i said before on the the mass evangelism part certainly that's changed mm -hmm. where we are even in the poorest areas of the world where we operate and, and i know where you guys operate and so uh one-on-one -on -one has become much more effective. Yeah. Um, it, even in, even in some of the countries where you can draw a crowd, you get a small crowd of five or 10, but not, 
not you know preaching to a stadium mm -hmm. and having thousands of people come to the Lord. That still happens sometimes for sure. Um, but we talked about follow up earlier. Man, that's hard to follow up on five thousand. You know, following up on five—that's a challenge. You know, so that—that's—that's mm -hmm. that's great. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think the the digital evangelism now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, many ministries are are using you know advertisements and and using social media and 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 trying to reach hard to reach mm -hmm. places. Um, we're exploring that. We're not fully into that. I was having discussions even last week on that because we have such a strong ground force. Mm -hmm. If if we can, if we can, I had someone refer to that as like the air force, you know, mm -hmm. the, the air attack, ground mm -hmm. attack, right? And and where where that seems to struggle a little bit is if somebody makes a decision online, how do we connect them with a, a real person on the ground if we're able to do that? So I think that's the the uh, probably the biggest change that's it's it's happening now, but also I think that's coming. And as, as you and I know, even in Africa, the poorest parts of the world, most people there have a cell phone. You know, they may not have electricity to charge it, but they <laughs> but they have a cell phone. And right. so you can reach the young, the the, the poor. Uh, most all of them have technology when th that used to not be the case. Now you can reach them through that technology. Yeah, yeah. And, and okay, you're right, especially like in India where you guys are working. It's it's wild how much. I saw it in Bujumbura, the capital of, of uh, Burundi. Last question for you, and it's a big one. It's a loaded one. Uh, and we ran into this in Burundi recently. And I know Mozambique, northern Mozambique, is experiencing it in a negative way. There is a play by Muslims in East Africa, especially right now, uh, but in a lot of other countries too, Um are you are you seeing opposition to the gospel from Muslims or from any even actually we're getting some opposition from some European governments as well that are um, godless essentially saying you can't preach if you know if you're doing this and this and this what kind of opposition are you seeing out there as you guys preach the gospel that's a but well, that, that's a great question, and, <laughs> and uh, I want to think. I want to be careful with my words here, um, but I, let me say this: It has been my experience that anywhere where Islam is in the majority, that they're not very tolerant of anything else. Yeah. Whether that's the a nation, a city, a, you know, a community, what, whatever that is, and and so in many of the nations that we're in in east africa you bet it may not be all across the nation right but in but in parts of that nation abs absolutely we are yes and and i will say that islam has a plan to to reach the world for for islam so that's you know and uh we're aggressively trying to reach the world for christ as as you guys are so but i would caution believers that uh just want to sit back and hold on until Christ comes back. Um, we've got a job to do. Yeah. And, and so the, to me, the, probably the two most important questions, what's going to happen when you die? You need to know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. Hey, another question, a really good question is, will anyone else be in heaven because you lived? Hey, will anyone else be in heaven because you lived? Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure, or the answer is no, or you don't know, man, I would take that one to the Lord also and see where he wants to use you in the place that you are yeah. uh, to reach someone for Christ. Yeah. 
Real good. All right. Dustin Main is CEO of Reaching Souls International. Uh, fun conversation. I like talking shop a little bit. And if you're a Christian, you're talking shop with us. Is there anything you want to mention before I let you go? Now, I would just ask for everyone's prayer for the national missionaries yeah. that, that we support and that the Lord would send out more laborers into his harvest. He asked us to pray for that. But if you guys would join me in praying for that, man, that's that's my prayer. Lord, send the workers into the harvest field. Yeah. And uh, you may be a worker, uh, but we can all at least lay up some treasure in heaven by supporting the workers because some some are called into the field all of us are called to support those that are on the front lines in in whatever role we play and if it's strictly financing you know paul called out people in his letters in the gospels to those who had financed him you play a huge part too and if you want to help finance people on the ground who are reaching souls you can go to reachingsouls.org dustin did not ask me to say this but i just know it's true and it's a good thing to do so you know all of heaven rejoices when one person comes to christ so let's let's make heaven rejoice uh, over and over again. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, if you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed, I would invite you to do that now. We'll have more fun conversations. I got a lot of great people like Dustin lined up. Uh, and check out the website, reachingsouls.org. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you again next time on Life Today Live. I love you.